the benefits that I really feel is actually having the ability to have just constructive conversations. Having a platform like this allows us to hear from one another and avoiding the risk of having only one story being told. I am miss I might be part of the same experience. That's right. That's but right. I don't have the full story. But because free speech is being shut down mm-hmm. and there's no way to challenge the leaders that are there, that their system is not working. If we don't talk about issues in society, our decision makers are very disadvantaged. And I, I, I strongly agree that education can change someone's mentality about certain things, and that's really true. I think if even in the conversation, you're going to find commonalities. Some of the issues we deal with, there's, it, there's not really necessarily a solution to it. It, it. Sometimes it's connected to people's value systems. A lot of similarities when you start to listen. Welcome uh, back to our show here. This is uh, Both Sides Now Table Talk. I'm Michelle Pexa and I'm here with Serena Preslin-White and Alberta Mwembo. And we're talking about how come we're not talking about <laughs> difficult issues. And so we've got, done a couple of episodes already. Um, there's just so much to talk about. And uh, um, this is really great. And just, just for our audience to know, too, you know, we're talking about this on this particular show. But in future shows, we are um, mm-hmm. uh, going to be actually tackling difficult issues. And in those difficult issues, we're going to be bringing people from both sides to have that conversation. Uh, but at this point, we just really wanted to talk about how come we're not talking about it? What are the barriers? What are the impacts? And that's what we did for the first few episodes. We, we, it's clear that there really aren't platforms out there to talk about difficult, controversial societal issues. Um, they tend to be either biased or, you know, they're the attack. There's just there's just nothing there where people are hearing from both sides. We also talked about what's keeping people from doing that, and there's fear and there's consequences, um, you know. And you'll have to catch some of our shows to to kind of get on some of those because there's been powerful powerful information that we talked about in terms of what is keeping people from being able to engage in discussing difficult issues. Um, And we also talked about the consequences in our society and for individuals, like serious things, like almost like a form of brainwashing if you're only listening to one form of information, how it's affecting society because all society is not represented in terms of their interests if we can't hear both sides. Um, We become passive, we're not critical thinkers. And so there's a whole lot more to lose than there is to gain if we're willing to show up, even if it's uncomfortable. Even though when somebody's, you know, their differences from mine might trigger anxiety a little bit or, or discomfortable, uncomfortable emotions might come out, we have to be able to handle that as a people because otherwise we don't have a shared understanding. We only have information from one point of view. We have limited resources, limited ideas, limited solutions. And, and again, society is fragmented. And uh, so we don't want that. But let's talk mm-hmm. about it again because we've, we've dealt with a lot of things about how people are just, you know, thinking it was too much. Now we're saying there's serious consequences, a serious price society is paying for not talking about these things. But before we can motivate people to be willing to engage, maybe we need to touch on some of the benefits. So let's talk mm-hmm. about that today. What are some of the benefits of sitting down and having open conversations in a respectful way? about really difficult societal issues. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah. Thank you, Michelle. Yeah, their last conversation we had was quite, quite heavy and it was really 
it really actually made you think about, you know, what actually are we entering into and what can we do to counteract that? And so, you know, one of the benefits that I really feel is actually having the ability to have just constructive conversations, um, to have open dialogue, rigorous conversations with respect, you know, and the ability to get to know one another genuinely, like actually putting your opinions aside and actually saying, who are you as a person? Who's that person that I'm directly talking to? Okay, well, that's that's great, but I want to challenge you for a bit because when someone's dealing with a contentious issue, I might not care to get to know you. I might want to know what you think, and I might want to be heard about what I think, right? Because, you know, it's true. If you're going to have the conversation and you want to have an, a personal relationship with someone, that's one thing. But when we're talking about societal issues, not everybody's interested in getting to know the person relationally. Mm-hmm. Um, if we're talking about representing issues in society, people want to know, like, like, why is it beneficial to show up at the table and have a conversation with two people? If I don't really care to get to know someone, and I'm, again, of course I do, but I'm just saying, not everybody mm. cares about relationship with everybody, and you're not going to have a relationship with everybody. And yeah. frankly, what's going on right now concerning societal issues, that's probably the last thing on people's mind is making new friends around these issues. It's mm. like, it's like, you know, there's a clash going on. There's you may not be interested in making friendship with someone, but the truth is whether we like it or not, we live on the same planet, we influence one another. To have this conversation, it will reduce the risk of having a single story. A single, mm-hmm. a single story in the sense that we mentioned previously that we all have various experiences, we all have uh, um, various perceptions because of our backgrounds. Mm. And so these experiences and our backgrounds allow us to tell, we may experience the same thing, but we'll tell a different story because we're individuals, right? Having a platform like this allows us to hear from one another and avoiding the risk of having only one story being told. So mm. we'll have, people may have experienced the same thing, but they'll come together and tell different stories which will still be the truth and then we'll be able to have a bigger picture of the 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 particular issue they'll be talking about and then we'll be able to resolve the issue properly but when it's only a single story we cannot have one solution for racism we cannot have one solution for any type of discrimination we need to hear both sides the the victims and also the ones that are offending or the offenders as uh, society may portray them. And because there's a reason for everything under the sun, then we can be able to move forward and develop. The other thing also, the importance of free speech. The importance Mm -hmm. of free speech allows for the flow of information and also allow for better development. Development in any institution cannot be possible without free speech. You're saying a lot of stuff here and there's, it's wealthy, like it's rich. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna just stop for a second here. So on one hand, you're saying, when you're talking about people talking from their story, like from their perspective. So it's kind of like, I'm wondering, like you've been part of movements, um, you know, communicating from the black perspective. So being a part of black history. So for example, if history is only written from, you know, for example, from the European perspective, 
there were blacks that were not represented or perhaps First Nations that were not represented. They were all part of that story. They were all part of that history, but you only hear it from one, one point of view. So there's a certain vantage point. So right now I'm kind of looking at this part of the, the room that I'm in right now, where somebody's sitting you know, across from me is gonna be staring at another part of the room and right. somebody else, you know, maybe on this corner might be at another point. And we're all in the same room, but we're seeing it from different perspectives. That's right. You know, and we only That's see right. part of it. It's kind of like this tunnel vision, right? Yeah. So if the I'm beauty only of see... diversity. Right, right. Yeah. So if I only see it from my point of view, from my mm -hmm. history, from my perspective, from my generation, from my race, from my life experiences, I am miss I might be part of the same experience. That's right. That's but right. I don't have the full story. I don't mm -hmm. have the full perspective, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Wow, that sounds pretty beneficial mm -hmm. uh, to actually get more than one view from the same experience. Right. It tells right. me that there's going to be a lot of resources there, right? And Absolutely. a lot more understanding, you know, whether there's you know, and problems in society. But you also mentioned free speech. Now, do you want to just back mm -hmm. that up? And I want you to go there for a minute. How is it beneficial concerning free speech? When I look at the story of my country, for instance, um, when from an outsider, it looks like even from Africans themselves, Africans have told Congolese a lot of times that you have so much resources, but you don't know how to make use of them. And that's not true. Mm -hmm. The truth is there have been people who are willing to help, but they're always shut down. They always shut down. People who were willing to invent things, you know, have come up with ideas. The reason why some others are thriving and others are, are suffering is because they are shut down, shutting down free speech. For example, when I talk about my country, let me talk about the education aspect. For instance, my dad, we're from a particular tribe. In school, it's um, in, there is a particular percentage that if you have that percentage, you have a scholarship to go to any university, the best universities in so, our country. So, so they earned it by the percentage. They've actually earned the exactly go based on the work they perform. Exactly. Okay. Okay. But the problem is, if you're from a particular tribe, then they won't give you that education. And if you speak up, chances are you might get yourself murdered. There's no room for development. The country is not moving forward, not because there are no people that can help the country move forward, but because free speech is being shut down mm -hmm. and there's no way to challenge the leaders that are there, that their system is not working. We're moving in a direction where people are not allowed to voice their opinions or to say what the what the, the leaders are doing is not right because it's affecting me personally. I cannot have access to this or that, or I'm being, uh, my right is being taken away from me. And I feel that that's being, that's taking away free speech and that's taking away the exchange of information that's needed to develop the country and not just the country, but the world in general. There's passion behind that, right? Because yeah. it is personal. Mm -hmm. And there's injustice, and we were talking about that before, you know, people get a little bit triggered when there's something that opposes something that's important to you. And, you know, again, we're talking about people fighting against some things, but sometimes you're fighting for something and fighting for, for, for justice. And even the huge concern that without freedom of speech, where you cannot hold authorities accountable, you can't have something to say, then there, yes. th that leads to discrimination. It, it leads to lack of opportunities. 
it's important that we talk about these things because we can hold authorities accountable. We can Absolutely. communicate when there are disadvantages. Exactly. We can exactly. communicate so there's equality for all. Mm -hmm. We have an opportunity to represent the interests for ourselves or for uh, the people that we're connected to. I was talking to my husband actually uh, in between uh, one of our shows that we did before and he had been listening to a woman that was talking about similar things that you've been discussing of people coming from other countries um, and especially developing nations mm -hmm. and they're coming from those countries to escape oppression Absolutely. however the oppression looks exactly. and they're expecting when they come into um, Western culture that is to be a democratic society they're expecting that this oppression will not be there and then they're shocked mm -hmm. that there's there, there's signs of the similar oppressions that they were running Absolutely. from is now mm -hmm. here and the dangers of how it affects society it actually can create oppression it exactly. can create inequality discrimination all of these things so it's really necessary to protect a society to be able to to hold um, our civil servants accountable, being able to talk freely. And again, that's the piece about free speech. And I think we're going to have to do an entire show on yeah. free speech versus yeah. hate speech. We're going to have to hear the other side because there's obviously reasons why people are concerned about people just saying whatever they think. I think when we talk about change, very often we think that, I mean, in the 21st century, the way forward is education. And I, I, I strongly agree that education can change someone's mentality about certain things. And that's mm -hmm. really true. I've seen that. And even myself, I've changed a lot. I used to believe certain things. And I used to be one of those people who used to sit down behind the screen and argue on the internet. And yeah, so I, I believe that. But then the thing is with education, today even in institutions it seems also that they're always telling a single story there's actually a a, a talk by a, a nigerian woman she wrote the dangers of a single story and what we're seeing today is is it's happening not only in in everyday life in difficult issues but also in institutions we're only encouraging a certain type of story when, mm -hmm. when I took courses at the university and, there, and I, I took a course on conflict and the professor was asking, is there a conflict in Canada? And I said, yes, there's conflict. Mm -hmm. There are different types of conflict. There's conflict like in warfare, like in my country, but here there's a verbal conflict. And also there is a, a mind control conflict that's going on. So that's a conflict in itself. You know, the fear of talking to someone because I, I might offend them and that's what we're seeing here and it's oppressing people people want to speak out we met a lady who was in our country in the 90s when we had the greatest dictator in our country and she said that now she's feeling as if it's happening here so we're not mm. the only ones who are feeling like that this lady visited my country in the 90s when we had a, a dictator that was there for 32 years and now she's here in a democratic country and she's saying i'm feeling exactly the way i felt when i was in zaire so we we're not the only ones feeling like that so you know again we're talking about benefits you know if if we want to convince others out there it's a good idea to show up and join the conversation it's actually worth it it mm. adds value and we're talking about how it adds value to society the value that it brings when you have 
another perspective from the same experience, another story from the same storyline, and you get you get the full understanding um, to have these kind of conversations in society. Um, when you when you talk about that, it's an educational opportunity. It's an opportunity for us to be able to be educated in more than one way, and not just be told what to think. But it mm -hmm. it, it actually you know. It encourages people how to think about a situation, not just what we should think, but how to think about, again, develops critical thinking. Yeah. To be able to have freedom of speech also protects a society from oppression and mm -hmm. holds you know, our leaders accountable if mm -hmm. there is oppression or there's disadvantage somehow or discrimination somehow. So it's, it's very much has a protective device there. When we think about decision makers, we understand that they has there has to be an effective communication before a decision is is made so if we don't allow uh, the exchange you know free speech exchange of ideas of uh, diversity of ideas then the decisions that will be taken will not be effective and they will not be for the development of a people and in my world of working through conflict resolution, and I've worked with lots of companies, yeah, mainly dealing with conflicts within a company, or if they're going through change. And it's really true that um, often where there's problems, if you just uh, try to solve it really quickly with limited information, guaranteed the problem will continue to resurface again and again and again. It just might resurface a little bit differently, but it keeps coming up, it keeps poking up again and again and again. The problem never is solved properly. There's a lot of variables out there. And if you don't understand all the variables, your solution will be limited, it will be ineffective, and it definitely will fall apart. For example, if you have um, a, a CEO or, or board members making decisions for the people, mm -hmm. but they're not thinking practically how to walk out those decisions. Right. They don't think about how it's gonna affect the people because they don't know, they haven't, they haven't done a focus group. They haven't listened to the impact it's going to have or how would they implement this new idea. Um, they might think it's a great idea, but how are you going to implement it? And they run into all kinds of problems. And if they just stop for a minute to find out how this would impact the people, you know, hear their point of view, hear another side to things, the solution might have worked. The idea might have worked, but they had to make those adjustments. And same thing, And if we don't talk about issues in society, our decision makers are very disadvantaged. Those that are representing the people to implement solutions into society, whether it be to care about um, social issues and maybe perhaps look after the poor. And they may not consider how that might affect business people you know, in a city. And uh, you know, if, they, if they don't think about all the variables or vice versa, if they only think about how to grow business, they might not think about how this is going to impact someone else because they're just not listening and people aren't talking, they're not communicating. And uh, so definitely solutions are very disadvantaged. It's really a waste of time. They're yeah, usually yeah. considered band-aid solutions. Band-aid solutions, that's right. Like not realizing that, you know, it's, it's not going to last. It's not going to no. be effective. It's going to be way more time consuming and it's going to take a whole lot more energy to fix it later. Some of the issues we deal with there's, it, there's not really necessarily a solution to it. It, it. Sometimes it's connected to people's value systems. And it's really difficult to negotiate someone's values. Religion, for example, there's many different religions that what their religions teach them um, all over the world might be different than if somebody does not have a religion. Even if it's a non-negotiable, like we can't solve a problem, 
Do you think it's beneficial to still have the conversations? And if so, why? Oh, I totally think so. You know, I think if you, even in the conversation, you're going to find commonalities, mm. you know, there's going to be commonalities that you're going to find, even if you're sitting down with somebody who has a different religious viewpoint, you know, and so each one of us that come to the table, whether what ethnicity, what country, we all have something that we can bring, mm. you know, when you start to listen, you go and, you know, I've sat down with some beautiful people from, from different countries. And I'm like, you're not much different than me. There might be some cultural, you know, like, you know, <clears throat> you know, we can say dance, food, we can say, you know, religion, but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, there's a lot of similarities. Mm -hmm. And if we're willing to listen, we actually can really find there's a lot more that's in common than not, you know. You know, as much as people say we embrace diversity, we embrace differences, it's actually not true for human, you know, for humans in general, unless they understand how much value they can get from the differences. People, it takes a lot of energy to adjust to differences. And the older you get, people get more set in their ways, they'll say, because it takes energy to learn about these differences and adjust to differences. So it's just not, human beings don't do that so well naturally. But the reality is, when you tap into, even if we've got all these differences, you still have something that I have that we share in common. Totally. And when you start to see some common ground, my goodness, you just happen to connect a whole lot better. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You stop looking yeah. at the person as the enemy, and you yeah. can then move towards, okay, let's deal with the problem. Mm -hmm. So it brings humanity mm -hmm. together.